Florence found Dougal in the garden. He was examining a strange machine. Hello, Dougal, said Florence. What's that you've got there? It's a diabolical liberty, that's what it is, declared Dougal. I beg your pardon, asked Florence. Some bedraggled buffoon and his silent associate have dumped this piece of technology in my lap, so to speak. I ask you, I've a good mind to write to somebody important. Do you know somebody important? asked Florence. Morning all, said Brian. Oh, evidently not, said Dougal, as he went back to fussing with the machine. Oh, that looks interesting, said Brian. What is it? That, said Dougal huffily, is the pinnacle of precision engineering, the Savile Row suit of cybernetic success, the creme de la creme of creativity. Ah, what is it? repeated Brian. Dougal looked from Brian to the machine and then back again. I'll have you know that it is a, a great honour to have been asked to operate it, he said proudly. Oh, well, say no more, said Brian, in a tone of voice that suggested he had a great deal more to say. Just then, Ermintrude arrived. She didn't have to be here, but I want to do the voice. Hello, darlings, said Ermintrude. Oh, dear, that's all we needed, exclaimed Dougal. The brainiest bovine to ever put on a blue hat. Have I come at a bad time? asked Ermintrude. No, not at all, replied Brian. You're about to witness the master at work. Dougal pretended not to hear him. At work doing what? asked Ermintrude. I'm not sure we've established that yet, observed Florence. He seems to be having some difficulty turning it on. Zebedee arrived. As I understand it, he said, you just press the red button and wait for the printout. Yes, thank you, Professor Einstein. And would you mind telling me which button is the red one? That's right, said Bran. Dogs are colorblind, so how's he supposed to tell? I hate to be pedantic, said Florence, but there is only one button. Everyone looked at Dougal. Dougal tried his hardest not to look at them. I'll have you know, said Dougal, that that is a fallacy. Ooh, steady on, said Brian. You haven't even seen the printout yet. Dougal retrieved the printout. What does it say? asked Florence. Dougal looked like he was about to be sick. Torchy the battery boy, Torchy's birthday, he announced, to no one in particular. Ermintrude, Brian and Zebedee promptly made their excuses and then left. Dougal stared at the printout as if willing it to become something else. Oh, some people just don't appreciate culture, he said haughtily, before he too made a hasty departure in the opposite direction. Oh dear, said Florence, and it had promised to be such a lovely day too.
Hello, everyone. I have been persuaded to stay. Because after all, I wouldn't want to miss Torchy's birthday. I mean, who would? It's bound to be uh, an event to remember. This is the uh, final episode, indeed, of the uh, first series of Torchy. Um, not the last episode ever made, unfortunately, but of course we're not touching those. In Frutal, Flopsy, Squish and Pom-Pom were planning a surprise. Ooh, good or bad? The cave in the farm auntie, uh. Whirly and Sparky and Gilly Golly were also planning a surprise. Is this the same surprise or a different surprise? Is it a good surprise or a Wait murder? Wait face. I could wait forever to not see Torchy's face. Let's go and ask King Dithers. Oh yeah, that'll work. King Dithers, well-known, uh, decisive man of action. It's wonderful. It'll be the best surprise we've ever had on Topsy Turvy Land. I do hope that everyone is not talking about the same thing. That would be a lovely twist. Can you do it for me? I mean, can I do it for you? We wanted to know what you were going to get Torchy, Your Majesty. Oh, there's that donkey again. That's Daffy the donkey, isn't it? Last seen her attempting to drown bad boy Bogey. It's Torchy's birthday. The puppet seems to have deteriorated since we last saw him. Is he going to have a party? Of course he is. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Torchy has a birthday. Torchy was not born as such. Torchy was, uh... Aww. Was created. Was, uh... Dragged into the world by an insane elderly man. Whirly, go to Fruitown and find... I, I, I question the, the idea that Torchy was born. I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> Abominations are not born. They are created. Toys are talking to each other today, and none of them are talking to me. Oh, good, you finally got the message. Secret, and they're not going to tell me what it is. Oh, didums. Why, that sounds like Whirly the Humming Top. Hello, Torchy. I've just hmm. spun here to see you. To say that we don't want you around, and we're having lots of fun without you. All the toys are busy with a secret, and they won't tell me what it is. Oh, really? Well, don't you worry your head about it, Torchy. I Speaking can't... of heads, um, Whirly... That is his name, isn't it? Oh, I can't keep track of these creatures. It almost looks to me like Whirly's head is, um, possibly a human head that's been grafted onto that spinning top. It does look like two different things that have been sort of grafted into one terrible moustached hybrid. Topsy Turvy Land, who hasn't got a special friend of his own? Oh, Diddums, the show is named after you. Get over yourself. More than anything in the world, I wish. I wish I had a little brother to play with. Is that what you wish? Yes, it is. Uninformed Satan! Going. I've got work to do. Can't you stay and have a game with me? No time now, no time now. See you later. Well, this is a nice opening to the episode, actually. Everyone treating Torchy uh, the way he deserves to be treated, quite frankly. The way I would treat him if I was stuck on Topsy-Turvy Land. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm bracing myself for a, a song. Found out what Torchy wants more than anything else in the world. So let's not give it to him. What is it, hmm? A little brother to play with. Oh, 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 can do, can do. By himself. Dear, dear, dear. This is very awkward. 
Steal a child from Earth. I give you the authority. Fly down in the rocket and, and ask Mr. Bumbledrop to help me. Wait, don't you have any children in your dungeons? Any of the multiple children you've abducted from Earth that could uh, serve this function? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am clever, aren't I? <laughs> You'll have to call me King Clever. <laughs> mm. Quickly, let's go out of the rocket at once. Well, I like that Torchy isn't so much the focus. I like that, actually, that we're getting a, a lot of the other characters showing up this week. That we want a brother for Torchy. Unfortunately, as there's still about half of them I haven't actually seen the introductions of. You've forgotten something very important. Like this, um, big-beaked fellow here. On Topsy-Turvy Land, all the animals can talk and all the toys can walk. But when you get down to Earth, you'll just be a stuffed toy. Oh, good. What a shame. Gracious. Let's scrap the whole birthday party thing then. Whatever can we do now? I, 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 I. We require a living creature with a soul. And that is Pom Pom. Ah, we have one. Pom Pom won't be able to talk either. I, I, I. Yeah, but she is alive. But she can bark, and I'm sure she'll be able to tell Mr. Bumbledrop what I. Couldn't you just stick a note in the rocket? And I'll go and get Pom Pom. Saying the annoying little squirt wants a friend. Please cook up another unholy abomination. Toot sweet. Meanwhile, Pom Pom. Um, I want to talk to you first, Pom Pom. Has put some sort of bonnet on her head. What do you want? Whirly whispered in Pom Pom's ear. She's got a lot of strings, Pom Pom. Excitement. Very visible, but then it, it is quite nice when you see the ears lifting the way they do. I'll go down to Earth right away. Oh, that's nice of... Aww. Fancy a brooding flying a rocket. Okay, this whole episode is worth it just to see Pom Pom at the controls of the rocket. Look at the stars flashing by. I, I, I'll soon be down to Earth. <laughs> yep. A poodle flying a rocket, that's... um. Well, don't be surprised to see me. Well, at the moment, she's like a more competent than about 75% of the world's space patrol. No crashes, no explosions, no sudden fires, no space monkeys. Pom -pom come in. Ah, now we're in Bumbledrop's bedroom. A den of iniquity if ever there was one. Why, how splendiferous. I sleep with my eyes open, by the way. <laughs> Have you brought Torchy with you? Oh, good. Oh, what a pity. Yes, come up onto me bed and lie next to me. Ah, uh, of course, this is where we found the characters in the very first episode they were curled up in bed together. Huh? What do you want? Huh? Oh. Well, why do you want me to go into the sitting room? Huh? Have you got something there to show me? Or is there something else I can plant my bottom on and just fall asleep? Better do as you say, or you won't let me sleep. <laughs> That's why I married you, after all. Oh, they have the same painting in the front room as they, as Bumbledrop does in his bedroom. So, Pom-Pom is barking at a... Uh, um... What do you want to show me? Oh, dear. Huh? Oh. <laughs> I don't keep any dog biscuits in there. Bumbledrop is casting quite a... Uh, Quite an imposing shadow on the wall. Wax that I had left over after I'd made them. <laughs> it's, um, it looks rather monstrous, almost like a sort of spitting image puppet, that silhouette on the wall. Pum, pum. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Well, I never. Do you want me to make another little toy who can walk? Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, why ever didn't you say so? Or... Yeah, it would have been much more helpful if they just stuck a note in the rocket. <laughs> oh, my goodness, what a temper. All right, then. I'll make another little boy right away. No. Clock chimed one. Mr. Bumbledrop started to make a toy, and Pom Pom watched carefully. Chuckling with glee as the evil creature slowly began to take shape. Oh, I like the uh, the pads on, on Pom-Pom's uh, paws there. That's quite sweet. Oh, it was finished. And the world began to weep rivers of blood. I've made a toy. <laughs> now, now, where is its soul? What do you want me to do with it? Throw it on the fire. You have a fire, throw it on the fire. You want to take it up to Topsy Turvyland? <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yes, that checks out. Yes. I'll uh... have to come up with an excuse as to why I can't come. Hooray! <laughs> the rockets arrived! <laughs> oh, he's actually gone to Topsy Turvyland. My goodness, I never thought I'd see that. Now we know it's the final episode. Big moment for Bumbledrop to actually get up off his backside and actually do something. Flopsy baked the cakes in King Dither's kitchen. Mr. Bumbledrop seems instantly accepting of Topsy Turvy Land and all its occupants. We must have a special birthday cake for Torchy. Oh, yes. Yes. We'll put the surprise inside. Oh. A chainsaw and an electric drill. Oh, I'm hungry already. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll go and get the toy I made. <sighs> yes, and I'll fetch Torchy here. Oh, the toy you made, which is now presumably a living being. King Dithers fetched Torchy in his coach, Ooh, and all the toys nice. followed behind. Oh, yes, the uh, fox woman and uh, Pillywick the clown, Squish the spaceman, oh, the gollywog, and the uh, dragon thing. There was the birthday cake on the table. Well, it looks good enough to, um, not eat. You, Mr. Bumbledrop! Ah, well, I came up here because it's your birthday. I wouldn't come any other reason. Birthday? Why, I've forgotten all about it! Oh, yeah, of course you had, of course you had, yeah. Not so sure. We've brought several sacrifices. Here's a knife. Day cake and see. All right. Ah, this is nice music. Close-ups of all our terror. Oh my goodness! They've given him a knife. They've given him a knife, and he is plunging it into the cake like. Well, it is. It is Chucky. It is the. It's not. The, the slicing of a cake. It is the stabbing of a serial killer as all his, well, I was going to say friends, but it's more uh, accomplices. Cohorts in hell. Watch this uh, most splendiferous sight and it reveals... Hello, Torchy. Oh, no. Your new brother. You look exactly like me. 
I should hope so. Mr. Bumblebee <laughs> made me last night, and I'm going to live here and play with you forever and ever. You, me, and this knife. Cheers for Torchy! <laughs> yeah, three cheers for Torchy and his uh, new pet mini-me. Oh, everyone's getting a close-up. Oh, dear. Well, that was, um... Yeah, well, you know, as Torchy episodes go, that was... I, I suspect that was one of the better ones. Admittedly, it's a very low bar to, to achieve. I think the fact that uh, Torchy wasn't in it all that much kind of helped, but uh, oh my goodness, it just brings up so many of those unsettling questions around this show regarding the toys and souls and the fact that Torchy ultimately ends up with a, a mini-me clone of himself. That was the one thing he wanted more than anything in the world was another one of himself to be his friend forever and ever. Very disturbing. Um, I gather that the uh, the Series 2 episodes kind of fit in around the existing Series 1 episodes, so whatever way you look at it, this is the Series finale. Um, I don't believe the uh, the mini-me Torchy ever appeared again after that, which is uh, probably quite a, a good thing for all concerned. We don't want to really know what those two got up together for the rest of their eternity on Topsy-Turvy Land. Oh dear.